Three things that stop a roofing company from going over five million. Lack of building a brand. They're just building a company and, and putting it out there, but a lack of building a brand. If you're sure. not getting the five-star reviews and getting the referrals, then all the marketing in the world is kind of gonna, it's gonna be a waste. 90% of the organizations out there aren't ran properly. The leadership's not good. The support's not good. The training's not there. Instead of recruiting talent, you need to attract talent. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today I have the pleasure of having on Eric Reno of Paramount Building. How are yes, you doing, sir. sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm pumped. I'm doing really good. We're talking about what stops roofing companies from going over $5 million. Yes. And uh, I would love for the audience to just get a little bit of like where your company, what happened, uh, yeah. what's going on now, and just yeah. where, you know, what you're building towards. Awesome. Fantastic. So Paramount started in 2013. And as most people know from YouTube, I came from actually doing roofing. I started carrying trash cans to learning how to prep to shingling and then became a subcontractor. Um, when I was a subcontractor, I built or I named Paramount Building Inc. Because um, I didn't really know what avenue I really wanted to work. Like I didn't know what my niche was. I just knew it'd be somewhere in construction. Uh, so in about 2016, I realized that roofing was where I really wanted to be, um, and I was really, really good at it. So we, so I started going after the market. Um, I built it at that time. I built it a lot with like Angie's List, using you know it doesn't exist anymore, but using Angie's List as, as leverage to uh, mm -hmm. bring revenue. So I would shingle all day on the roof. I'd get a couple calls. I'd literally go to a McDonald's. I would shower in the McDonald's sink, and then I would go do sales from like six o'clock at night till nine o'clock at night. Oh my god! Uh, I did this badass. forever, right? Yeah. Um, so it was like at the beginning, I would do um, three weeks of sub work and then one week of my own work. And then it became like two weeks of sub work, two weeks of my own work. And then it just kind of, you know, kept flowing until we had an actual substantial business. Mm. Uh, so today we're doing $10 million. We're doing uh, shingles. We're doing flat roof. We're doing a lot of different uh, big commercial projects. So it's pretty cool. We got an incredible team, two locations. Um, I mean, tons of reviews and... I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just awesome. It's really, cool. man. I love that, that McDonald's thing, man. And just like the, the yeah. scrappiness. Yes. I love roofers because it tends to be very resourceful, scrappy people. And yeah. I just love hearing that story of you kind of, it's the, the overlap technique, right? You working for somebody else and you know, you're doing the sub sub work and then being, being able to start to get your own jobs. Yeah. So you talked to me before we started this about three things that stop a roofing company from going over five million. What are those three things? So for me, I see what a lot of like lack of building a brand. They're just building a company and, and putting it out there, but a lack of building a brand. Yeah. Um, so I think that's number one. Number two, the recruiting phase. You know, I think the days of just putting out an ad, like I remember when I was a sub, right? I'd put an ad on Craigslist like, hey, I need a shingler. Um, you know, I'll work you 40 or 50 hours a week. Here's the counties. Literally by lunchtime, I'd have to turn off my phone because, or I'd have to take down the ad because my voicemail was full. That doesn't happen these days anymore, right? Instead of recruiting talent, you need to attract talent, right? There's a, mm. there's a big difference there. Um, so I think that's number two is the recruiting and the way people recruit. And then um, three is wearing all the hats, you know? So everybody, including myself, I was so scared to let go of sales. I was so scared to let go of customer intake. I was so afraid to let go of accounting and and bookkeeping because I'm like, oh, somebody's going to steal from me. Somebody's not going to forget an invoice. So they're not going to close as many jobs as I can close because I'm really good at it, right? They're, they're not, they don't know the adjusters, so they're not going to get the roof covered like I can. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's tough. I mean, it's hard to just say, you know what, like it's time to build and I have to let go. Like I have to let go. All right. I want to dive into these one by one. I think that these are incredible topics. So this idea of building a brand to a lot of roofing companies, let's say they're in that one or $2 million phase or whatever, like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? If I'm just a single sales guy and I'm trying to go to 10 or trying to go to five or whatever, what does building a brand mean? We hear that all the time, but what does it really mean? For me, I, I mean, it has to be something that's recognizable, right? And it's not about like logos and it's not about, you know, truck wraps and it's not about, um, I mean, all those things help, but building a brand is actually something that you could be proud of. So you're talking about building a brand. You said it's, can you start from that spot again? It's not yeah. about this. It's not about that. It's not about that. Right. I think the concept of building a brand is not the way people see it, right? Like, yes, it's the truck wraps, it's the yard signs, it's the logos, but, but what it is, is building something that people hear, like if, if it's a band, people hear the drums playing from far, far away and they want to come mm. and join the band, right? Like that's mm. the brand. Um, they see what we're doing. It's like, man, I want to be a part of that. Like, I know they do good work. The, the suppliers refer them. The manufacturers refer them. The people in town refer them. They're always getting tagged on Facebook. Um, like, that's the brand, right? Like, sure, the Paramount mm. colors are cool and the black and green is cool and the American flag and the pens and the yard signs and the trucks, it's, it's all cool and attractive, right? But it's not helping me recruit people to want to beat the drum with me, right? Yeah. We all want to, right. So building the brand is, is really being the standard, right? Being the standard and being a leader in your industry to, you, to where you attract people without having to put ads out to attract them, right? That's good. So I love that, man. I think about like, <laughs> I always think about it. You have to, you know, you've got the logo, you've got the trucks, you've got the, the signs and all that. Right. And to that point, it has to deliver. Right. And if you're delivering, you know, let's say like five star reviews, like getting more five star reviews, getting more referrals from people. Like if you deliver, then, it, then it allows that brand to be good. We've all seen a great logo that then the company didn't deliver. Right. So like, and I, I've, um, uh, you know, I've been part of marketing companies where like you can do all the marketing in the world, but if you're not delivering and getting those five-star reviews and you guys yeah. have a ton of five-star reviews, right? Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. if you're For not sure. getting the five-star reviews and getting the referrals, then all the marketing in the world is kind of going to, it's going to be a waste. Absolutely. And what's going to happen is these new generation of, of younger business owners, this is all they know, right? Like they're watching us and they're, they're building these and they're going to pass your ass right up. You know, mm. I, I coach a few different people, a handful of people, and this is what we're seeing. You know, if you don't elevate to the next level, you're going to see these new companies that have been only around for a year all of a sudden have 250 reviews and just pass you up. Um, so it's yeah. very competitive. It's, it's very competitive. Out yeah, there. it's tough. I mean, younger people are smart. They know this yeah. AI. They know ChatGPT. They know yeah. Google. They know SEO. They know LSA. Um, and if you're not, if you're not on it too, you're going to get yeah. gobbled. And that's, I mean, that's the beauty. It's a beauty. It's a beautiful thing in a way. It's a beautiful thing about small business is that we all have the opportunity to compete sure. every day. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's stressful as a business owner for sure, but it's also, it's a beautiful thing because it's the, the cream rises to the top very quickly. Um, let's talk about recruiting talent. You said that that's the next one. If you're not recruiting talent, 
yeah. regularly or creating an attractive company to get talent in, that that's going to stop you from getting to 5 million. Why will that stop you? Well, I, I mean, it will at least delay you, right? If, if your uh, employee retention is low when and you can't retain employees and that old, you know, that old way of training sales guys and the sales team and, and everybody runs three leads a day and we hire them as fast as we fire them. And, you know, it's to me, that's not an attractive business, right? You're, you're looking for people to fill in a short period of time without really getting to know them or deliver any value, right? It's just mm -hmm. like you're bringing people in to hit a revenue number, right? And then you're pushing them out, right? Bringing more people and it's just a, it's a revolving door. Um, I mean, same, I've, got 20, I mean, I've got 20 sales reps and I'm doing 2 million. <laughs> There's right, some crazy yeah. stories though. There's like, what is this? That's not a sales rep, man. You got canvassers. You got a lot yeah. of canvassers and that's fine. I'm not mad at you, but like, it's not, you know, it's not the same. You know, remember like yeah. the Wolf of Wall Street, he's in that big room and all those salespeople are in there and, and he's in front of everybody. Rah, rah, rah. I just feel like, you know, unless you're running that kind of an organization, um, mm -hmm. I mean, to be a great company and build this brand that people want to be a part of, right? It, it, it's all of it's it's all one system, and it and it kind of helps as we're going uh, down the ladder, achieving these goals. Uh, I just don't know what else, that. What else about? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, it's okay. What else about getting better people in the company mm -hmm. is going to help? Like, how do you? do that in a way that will help you get over that 5 million mark? Like what else could we be doing to do a better job to get the right people in place to get over that 5 million? There's talent out there, right? There's talent in every organization. How do you get them to see what you're doing and want them want to bring the right people into the right seat? You Where know, do you recruit us? on right now? Like what are, what are you currently getting people from? Like, and how do you, do you people get just people to ask if we're, if they're interested, if we're interested in hiring them? People will ask, yeah. like, hey, are you looking for this? You know, whatever their talent is. Or like, hey, I want to be They find you on Facebook or no, like LinkedIn just, or Craigslist or? No, I mean, they'll work with us, like, you know, um, you know, between manufacturers, suppliers, um, people on the cruise, uh, people in the industry and in part of the Facebook groups, uh, YouTube. Uh, they'd be like, yeah, man, I see what you're doing and, and we hear all about it. And, you know, the reputation's so good. That it's like mm. this is something I want to be a part of because you got to realize like 90% of the organizations out there aren't ran properly. The leadership's not good. The support's not good. The training's not there, right? Um, and when they see other people talking about like, hey, man, this this is where it's at, right? Like this is way better than ABC, wherever I used to contracting, whatever I used to be at, right? Like you need to come here. It's like the employees and the partners and the people here will help recruit the proper people to put in place. VooCon's amazing. Getting to see all the speakers like Nick and Eric and especially Tim Tebow. Very exciting and eye-opening. Amazing speakers and great knowledge. Keep it up. First VooCon, been following Hunter and the Revolt Clan for quite some time. And it's definitely been a lot more than what we expected. RoofCon 2023 returns to Orlando, Florida, November 9th through the 11th. Get your tickets at RoofCon.com. So for us, I mean, it's like we have the same people and we just kind of grow, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. All right, let's talk about the last one here, letting go of hats. And I just want to preface this with, with I think every time I ever put out a post that's like, what's your biggest problem in your company or things like that, a lot of roofing company owners, especially in that one million range, say just nobody else is me. Yeah. I, I am, 
And we all get, we're all there, right? Like there's no, you don't get to skip that step. Hey, hey I but, built this. It's one million dollars. Yeah. I've done this. Nobody's as good as me. I get it. And, but then, but then again, the other part is like you aren't you weren't paying enough. Like there's there's like a an element of you just say that because you're not willing to do the hard work of training somebody and training people is hard. Like what else have you seen can let help people let go of hats? I think this this is the toughest one. And being that I was like you know just there and I'm still letting go of hats today, right? Every day. Yeah. yeah. I think first you have to. What's your objective, right? And you really have to, what is your objective? How big is a company are you building? And what's your niche? What's your focus? Is it the best reviews? Is it the best quality? Is it a production company? Is it, you know, 5 million, 50 million, 100 million? Like, what are all, like, build that dream company and put it on a whiteboard, right? Build your dream mm -hmm. company. Draw the buildings that you're going to be in. Draw the uh, accountability chart, how many people are going to be in the company, right? And then you start to reverse engineer that. Right. Mm. All the way from five years, all the way to 90 days. And it's like, hey, if I hit this in 90 days, OK, that's my first step. If I hit this in 90 days and you constantly make it yeah. bigger. But I think what happens is you can't hit a target that you don't that that doesn't exist. Right. So if you yeah. just say, hey, I want to build a bigger roofing company, I want to have, you know, sales reps and, and, and do all this. And it's like, OK, well, what's that to you? Or I hear this all the time. I want to build a five million dollar roofing company. OK. What does it look like? Does it just take in $5 million? Is it profitable? What's your net? You know, what kind of company are you? What's your niche, right? What, how many people do you need? Are you going to use VAs? Are you going to use assistants in-house CSRs? How are we getting to 5 million, right? And what does it look like for you? Because for you and for me, it's two totally different, you know, things. So I think that's a big thing. And that's what I teach a lot of guys is like, let, let's build your dream company, just like your dream home, right? And then we're going to reverse engineer it. And we're going to start pouring the foundation. And then we're going to build a nice floor, right? And then we're going to build some walls. And then we're going to start putting decorations on the inside in order to get that full house, that, that dream house that you're looking for. That's beautiful. I, I really like this. I did this recently where I set up the like, 15 year goal of our company. I'm trying to 10 exit from like 3.5 to 35 million, which is a stupid big goal. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's good to have a goal, right? So I set it yeah. all up, but it, like what I did, like the guy in the, this book called 10X is easier than 2X, uh, mm -hmm. basically suggested breaking it down into like eras. Like, mm -hmm. so you come up with like five eras within that. He also encourages you to make the number longer because we're always like, what can I do in three years? <sighs> if I don't make this giant company in three years, I'm, uh, and then we, we, right. we overestimate what we can do in three years. But if you look at 10 years or 15 years, it's kind of nuts what you can do. It's actually like incredible. Yeah. Like, so breaking it down into eras and like what it would be character, characterized by. And those first couple of steps are not that drastic. You know, if you're yeah. to 10 X your company from what it is now to what yeah. it could be like, it's not that crazy. The like three year periods, they don't have to be that insane. Like it's, it's, it's a lot softer than you think. And I thought that was a very useful exercise to kind of break down the eras within yeah. that 10 to 15 year goal. It's time you rethink roofing. Okay, so Refresh, Repair, Restore is not just spraying oil on a roof and rejuvenating the roof. We go in and we soft wash the roof. We have to get rid of that algae because that algae actually takes root in your shingles and is tearing your uh, shingle apart on a micro level. So we clean that roof, we get it spotless. We do the necessary repairs that need to be done to your roof and then we rejuvenate it and bring it back to life.
Make repairs profitable. Offer rejuvenation. Uglyroof.com. I think there's just something to be said, like, like what you're talking about is making a goal visible, right? Like making yeah. it drawing, whether you can draw stick figures and cartoons or you're cutting out, you know, like you see that dream office down the street or that dream building, like you take a picture of it and you like put it on mm -hmm. a board, like yeah. just make a vision out of something, right? Instead of just like take it from here into uh, something that's visual. It, it's so powerful and you see it every day and you're like, man, how, how am I getting there? Like, how do I get there? Right? It's like when you were, did you ever do the... Yeah. Did you ever do the mansion drawing when you were little, like draw your ideal mansion? Me and my brother always used to like with the like water slide from the bedroom down into the yeah, pool. That's super cool. But no, I've never but done it, it, but it sounds cool. Like have your kids do it or something. It's be fun. But I did yeah, a, a office outline when I was in college that was like, it's supposed to have a video room, which we now have a video room. And I also had a band room in my one uh, when I, yeah. When I wrote this out when I was younger. So we still have, we're still working on having a band room, which would be really cool. But we do have guitars around and stuff like that. Um, what about this whole uh, the the movement of companies getting bought and rolled up? How do you see yourself? Do you plan on selling to one of those, or is that part of your goal one day? Or are you trying to stick with this? Do you think the whole industry is going to get rolled up here? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't really dove into this too much um, as far as expressing my theory, but I don't think there's any doubt. I think everything that's happened prior to, you know, maybe like pre-COVID, I guess, is, is just past stuff, right? Like now the, everything's going to get the acquisitions um, of these small companies, um, mm -hmm. you know, things like Angie buying companies, ABC's already, you know, installing roofs and uh I know companies that do it Amazon style where, where they're just sending somebody the schematics, finding them a sub and connecting the dots, right? To where mm. it could potentially, you know, deplete our industry and there's only going to be a few left, but. Um, so are you, are me, you scared of that? Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? If it, I'm a competitor. I'm a competitor. I like to compete and I'm very competitive in what I do, right? If I didn't have something to push me or I wouldn't call it a fear, but something to light the fire to keep me moving, right? Then you get comfortable. And when you're comfortable, it's hard to achieve. So I don't mind a little challenge and I don't mind a little bit of, uh, you know, something to put me on the edge of my seat because I don't want to, I don't want to ever be comfortable. I want to constantly be progressing and moving. For me, it's like I can, I want to build something or I'm building something that is, if you want the experience, right? If you don't want just a roof, but you want to deal with the experience, um, then this is a place that you would come. I mean, for me, am I going to be doing shingles on residential homes? It's not in the future, right? Like that's not mm -hmm. our goal here. And that's not what we're, we're, we're going towards. We plan on mm -hmm. changing gears. Um, and we're slowly going to do that. Do uh, does the shingle portion of the company get sold off or does it get managed by somebody else? Or does it get, um, you know, that, that, the exit plan strategy is there, but where it actually mm -hmm. goes is, is, you know, I, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure of that yet. I kind of have my theories about this. Like what's interesting to me. So like there's several doomsday kind of yeah. gurus out there and whatnot. And I, my thing is, is like, okay, so HVAC got rolled up, right? Like it got totally rolled up the last 10 years, but then there's still 110,000 HVAC companies. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. I, I'm not really sure that I believe that that 
just because there's some WalMarts that you don't have other, you know, niche players. You know what I mean? Like, right. All shops are not gone because there's WalMarts. It's just you're you get you survive more when you have hyper local and like specialized type services. Right. So the I just think, yeah, exactly. I just think people are gonna have to figure out what they're very good at. There's not maybe the competition from big giant players and major markets. Yeah, it cuts out. It hurts some mid-sized businesses that kind of are stagnant. So I don't know. I yeah. I think I'm trying to predict the fact that there will be a lot of mid-sized players because I yeah. don't want <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to serve corporations, Eric. I just yeah. uh, I just don't want to be either. that. Yeah. yeah. I don't need so the thought I'm of like selling of... off to a, a big corporate like selling everything that I've done yeah. off to like ABC Supply or something would be very yeah, I don't know if I could do that just for my own, like, <laughs> I just don't know if I could do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying never. <laughs> I'm right, just saying. Right. It would just be tough. Yeah. And like, I, think, I've been... I think what we're going to find is, is the lack of communication, right? Like there's, you know, even we all use like VAs. Like I have, you know, we're all using VAs, but yeah. it's like here you get experience. Like you're assigned not only a project manager, yeah. but you have an inside sales rep where she she's taking you through the whole thing. Like you can call us anytime. Um, you're always going to get a human. You're going to get somebody in my office uh, to yeah. help you. And you're going to get assigned a project manager. And, and, and it's like, I know these bigger companies do this too, but I, I just think it's a little bit different, right? Than, than, than the way that we do it. And I think that, um, yeah, I think it's survival, to me, right? Yeah. I think, I think there's a little bit of these, Walmart's a different business than roofing. Okay. And there's, there's a lot of, from what I can tell as a roofing business owner, one reason I don't have a roofing company yet <laughs> is it seems like it's just a, there's a lot of nitty gritty management of, of crews. And there's a lot of junk around that, that like a corporation will have a hard time dealing with that at a hyper local level. I'm not saying it'll never happen. I'm saying it's, there's a lot of difficulty around that. And yeah. then with customers, there is a lot of, there's a lot of customer service involved in this service. It's a lot of management and, and conversation. And honestly, that's one reason, like, I, I bet you, I'm guessing that commercial is a little smoother than the residential side as far as customer service goes. Is that true or am I wrong on that? Oh, no, for sure. It's, it's, it's so much. It's so nice. <laughs> it reminds nice me of, us, yeah. yeah. You know. There's, there's this, like, meme out there that says, like, the customer that's spending like $500, like, I just want you to know that this is a big investment and we're really want to make sure that this ends up paying off customer that's right. spending $50,000 invoice sent <laughs> or like, sorry, payment sent. The point being right. is like, it's a, sometimes these people that are spending more money are, have they don't have these insane expectations sometimes, especially when you're going after the lowest end customers, like the lowest right. end roofs, the smallest roofs, they have these crazy weird expectations because they're to part with $10,000 is like, ah, yeah, I see, yeah it's I a see completely that. different mindset. And yeah. I also think like a lot of it, you know, I call it the Amazon effect. You can agree or disagree. Um, but since Amazon is so prominent in society, right? It's like you order Amazon, you get it now, 
right? If something's yeah. wrong, if it's broken, they just send you a new one. They don't charge, right? All these expectations are like, you know, Grubhub, um, Uber, right? All this stuff is designed for the here and the now and how fast can I get it, right? Well, mm -hmm. in roofing, right, for, especially for homeowners, it, that's not the case, right? And especially when you get into insurance work, which is a totally different animal, but it's not here now fast mm -hmm. as we can go and get out, right? There, there's a process yeah. to this. And what it seems like to me is people don't really want to follow, you know, they don't want to wait to carry out the process, right? They want mm -hmm. it here, they want it now. And if it's not perfect, then they want to negotiate after the fact. Um, yeah. And a few years ago, that was not a thing, right? It wasn't, it wasn't a thing. It was like, thank you so much for the hard work. You know, sometimes they would give us tips, you know, like, thank you mm -hmm. so much. Like they have Gatorades and, and coolers and buy us pizza for lunch. And now it's just, it's a completely different mind shift um, mm. in, in the normal consumer, uh, the average consumer, I would say. And you I, know, I just it's think still Google. Sorry. Hmm? No, go ahead. I was going out in a random direction. That's all right. I like random directions. It's Google 300 to 400 times a month is, uh, should I tip my roofer? So people are still asking. I, <laughs> I think do, we just do you understand? That. Like every time yeah. you go to any food place, it's like yeah. you have to leave a tip for carry out. Like that shit never existed, man. It's like yeah. you put the it's food in the bag, and I like, give you fifty percent. Like <laughs> pulling a muffin out of a uh, like a glass case and handing it yeah. to you, and he wants a two dollar tip, but but like the yeah. person who's sitting up there like nailing shingles when the yes. hundred degrees is out like doesn't get a tip. It's just funny how. Crazy, it's man. funny how tipping the expectations for that have increased. It's, yeah. but nothing with the blue collar trades. We just really don't see as much of that type of activity. Right. And I'm going to get the I mean, iPad. I, gonna bring, we got to bring the iPad after the roof yeah. job and just be like, here, flip it to them. And just send it. <laughs> yeah, flip it to them for sure. $200, Around $500, $500. On the QuickBooks yeah. invoice, just have tip yeah. 10%, 15%, yeah. 20%. They can click it and go. <laughs> just That's adds 20 tipping racket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know if that would work at all. That's funny, though. Uh, so tell me about your experience with digital marketing. I know that, uh, from what I understand, you're with Michael Stearns now and Ascend Digital, and they yes. are, from, I'm guessing that they're doing a pretty good job for you guys. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. had any bad experiences before yes, that? Yes. Yeah, the company prior to... Uh, Mike was, was, it was literally the worst experience I've, I've dealt with personally. Um, what happened? I mean, from just from the, I mean, the onboarding to like, Hey, um, I'll give you all your access to your ads. I'll give you all the access to your analytics. So, you know, everything's transparent. We're going to hook you up with one, uh, manager to manage your account. And then, um, the website didn't even get completed. And <laughs> I know I'm jumping around. There's so much, this just gets me hot. Um, so in the middle, so in the beginning, right, they're, supposed to build out, they're supposed to build residential and commercial. Well, the commercial pages never got built, right? So when it was time to launch, it was like, well, let's just launch the site. Let's get the site launched and we'll go back and we'll finish the commercial pages. Well, this was in July. In November, I'm like, dude, where are the commercial pages? They're still not done. And they sent me an email saying, hey, we don't have any um, web designers on staff since we're not really a web company. Can your, guy, can your marketing team build are the commercial pages? And it's Wait, like what my do you mean? Dude, I swear I have this shit in emails. They I'm, said they, they were not really a, 
a digital company? What do you mean? Because I know they're, they're not a website building company. They're they're a marketing company, right? They all ah. specialize in, so they don't have web designers on staff. Oh my I mean, god! This is just one thing, right? Yeah, but that's that's, that's kind of reports. wild because yeah, they sell a lot of websites. So to, to they outsource all of that apparently. They must, right? Okay. That's the they, one thing they, I do. That's one thing I really it kind of irks me where it's like people they sell something but they don't have anyone that can quality control that on staff like if you're not because it's like i don't know like i like i'll just say this because i know there are some roofers that don't know how to put on a roof themselves however i believe it's ideal that you do <laughs> i believe it's ideal that you know how to go and fix work if it's not like if your sub doesn't yeah. complete it right to be able to complete it right and I think like even up to the point of like, I personally, <laughs> I want to be able to back up my work and I know how to code. I know how to design so that I can do it if no one else is there to do it. You would think, <laughs> <laughs> you would think, yeah, it was just, it was, it was just an absolute nightmare. It's, Give it's, me a couple more examples just for the first shits oh, and giggles. So the analytics, instead of giving you access to your analytics, they send you a report every, at the end of the month. Right. So we're looking at the report. It's like, oh, your SEO is doing great. This is great. This is great. Well, during that time, I talked to Mike and I said, because Mike kind of helped me um, a couple years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And I just said it to Mike. I said, Mike, can you look into this? Because I just don't see the conversions and the stuff that they, that they have in this report. So mm -hmm. he ran. Is it SEM rush? Some rush? Yeah. Gave yep. him my, I gave him how to get in things and he's running SEM rush reports and, and, and in my analytics and nothing, it's not lining up, right? Mm -hmm. When they, and you would know this more than me, but this is just the terminology they use. When they built my website, they didn't move my users. They didn't switch my users over from the old mm. website to the new website. So as soon as it launched, right, we lost 1,100 users. I'm not sure you can help me with what that means. Yeah. Um, but you can see all these metrics go July, boom right now and then they never picked back up right it never picked back up yeah um and it's just like to not be transparent this is the thing it's yeah it's from my point of view like a launch of any type can lead to a small decrease in traffic sure. and they warned me of that and that but like it, it can be very quick ideally it's very quick by the way yeah. your new website looks really nice thank you <laughs> uh, and i think um you know, there's a ton of lovely things. I like the, like the phone number, the, I like yeah, the, like, jingling. like it kind of like, cause yeah. what we really want, you know, there's beautiful websites and then what we really want is conversions, man. We, yeah. and I think that there is a little bit of like a, there's a back and forth with those two things, by the way. And I see your keywords are going up as well. Um, by a lot. I'm just, sorry. I'm looking at the back end of the cool. site and I see like a big gulch from well, look uh, at july and july of 2022 right yeah. was when the old site launched yeah and then, and then it just goes boom it drops it drops yeah. out and then now it's way back up so i don't know what happened there but it's uh, very clear it's very clear when you upgraded your marketing partner and, and by the way like uh mike and i are you know friendly competitors i don't think like we're yeah. you know trying to you know, negatively. Well, you there's know. no way you both can do it all, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No and way. I, we refer to him. He refers to us sometimes. But I, I like seeing like if if a bad marketing partner drops off your traffic, it's crazy how much. Uh, I'm not promoting him or anything because I think we can do the same. But the point is, like, it's a good thing 
yeah. that uh, you have a solid marketing partner. I remember talking to you about that at the time. I was like, I just want you to get where you're going. I want you yeah. to get with somebody yeah. that's decent because it's it's sad to see. Well, I hate marketing agencies getting a bad rap because a few agencies suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I hate. Um, well, I, I appreciate you being on today. Um, is yeah, there anything sure. else you want to ch- like share just for our audience or like where they could get in contact with you or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, two things. One thing is let's just to close up and button up this marketing thing. You yeah. know, buying bad marketing is like buying a bad roof. You don't want to buy, you know, the most expensive roof is a bad roof and you have to buy it twice, right? So I spent a lot of money twice. I built two websites in less than a year and they were very expensive. So I would absolutely look into people that are really great, like Tim or Mike, or I mean, there's got to, you know, there's got to be others, um, but do your homework on, on marketing and um, cause you don't want to waste time, right? You're just, you're losing leads. You're, you're losing leverage. You're losing branding. Um, you're losing everything that you're going out there to build. Mm. I just want to like a word of caution on that. <clears throat> yeah. 100%. Um, and then, yeah, as far as closing remarks go, I would just say, you know, like if you're trying to build this thing, like stay focused and, and, and I'm always available. You can Facebook message me, Instagram me. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm putting out more content. Like every two to three weeks, we're dropping videos. I just dropped two. I'm about to drop a third one. That's, that's really great. Um, I'm going to the roofing process conference. I'm speaking there. So if you want to meet me, I'd love to meet as many people as I can. That's why I go. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know Tim, you always go, right. You'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, Tim, Tim will be there too. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, man, whatever, whatever uh, I can do to help at any time is I'm, I'm always open to it. Awesome. And I love that you're giving back by mentoring people, coaching people or whatever else, because I think it also sharpens us as we try to help some people that are. Yeah. It's amazing how much I learn. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I'm giving you everything, you know, giving you everything I know. And I get a little, I get a little gold nuggets in the, in the meantime. So I think it's pretty cool. All right, man. Well, thanks for being on and I appreciate you taking the time. Everyone. Thanks thanks for watching the hook better leads podcast every Tuesday and Friday. We have a new episode. Um, put on by hookagency.com and hookagency all over social. Bye. Sweet.